0: This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexel series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me, your time will thank you. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, I am the proud dad of two daughters. And one of the things I really hope for them is to, you know, go out into the world and, and and chase their dreams, set their own destiny. However, they you know choose to decide it, and that's why we have a fantastic guest to make sure I'm, I'm kind of. Make sure I'm doing my part to put them on the right track to do exactly that. She is the founder and president of Kathy Caprino LLC, which is a premier career success and executive leadership development coaching consulting firm dedicated to the advancement of women in business worldwide. She has been a feature contributor on women's careers and leadership for Forbes, the Huffington Post and LinkedIn, where she has nearly one million followers and more. She is also the author of The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery, Bo- Bravery Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. She is the one and only Kathy Caprino. KC, how are I- you, ma'am?
1: Dominic, so great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to
0: you. No worries. No worries. And it's always like we ask all of our guests, are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? I'm ready. Raring raring to go here. Let's do it. So first things first, Kathy, if you don't mind, just kind of share your origin story and your background a little bit, if you don't mind.
1: Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. All right. Long story short, very long story. Okay. I had an 18-year corporate career in marketing and publishing and membership services And on the outside, Dominic, uh, you know, people would say that was a successful career, you know, making good money, staff, global initiatives. On the inside, though, it was not successful. And when I hit 40, and that was quite a long time ago now, those... Those bumps turned into full-blown crises. So I faced, you know, I faced things that you hear about, but you don't think they're going to happen to you. Sexual harassment, gender discrimination, toxic colleagues, narcissistic bosses, zero work-life balance, chronic illness. I had something called an infection of the trachea, tracheitis, um, which was so painful every three months for four years. And nobody could figure out how and why. But honestly, worse than all of that, Dominic was waking up and saying, is this the work I'm going to be doing for my life? It felt, I would say, just so meaningless, not positive, not contributive. And I also was getting my, you know, tush kicked all along the way. So part of my story is that, you know, at 41 with two little kids, um, I, I thought, well, what am I going to do here? I, I don't want to do this career anymore, but what the heck am I going to do? And now that I'm a career, career coach, I know that so many pe- people struggle with this. You know, they feel like if they're going to change, they're going to lose everything. So I didn't change. I didn't make a change until one month after nine eleven. I was laid off in a yeah. way that was just brutal to my ego To I just snapped and said, I'm done with this. Right. And in a fateful conversation, I'm sitting in my therapist's office crying about it. And he said, I know this looks like the worst crisis you've ever faced. But from where I sit, it's the first moment you can choose who you want to be in the world. Right. Now, who do you want to be? And I blurted out, I want to be you. And we laughed. (laughs) And he said, what what do you mean by that? And I said, I want to help people, not hurt people and be hurt. I hear that. And from that conversation, I became a marriage and family therapist, and then I found coaching. And for 15 years, I've been focused on professional women's issues, which, in my view, um, women are facing different kinds of challenges than men in right. entrepreneurial life, in, in corporate life. So that's my world now. That's right. my world. And, you know, why we're talking today is this new book that's coming out. Um, if I could tell that story for briefly, Absolutely. I started to see, Dominic, that no matter who was coming to me, and I've worked with thousands of women and some are making a million, some are making 20,000, so they're from all different countries, all different walks of life, socioeconomic, educational, different fields, but they were bringing the same kinds of challenges mm. over and over. And about two years ago, I said, what's happening here? I wanted to answer this question. What are these women missing in their life and work that they're coming for help about? And number two, what am I giving them through the process of coaching? And here's the answer, Dominic. It's bravery and power. They were missing bravery and power. So the book is about the seven damaging power gaps that professional women face and how we overcome them.
0: Absolutely. And and I'm glad you thank you for sharing all of that. And thank you for being transparent. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you. Like I said, I have, you know, I have two daughters uh, and Mm -hmm. I I, I want the absolute best for them. Right. And, and, And I want them to grow up in uh you know and and chase their dreams like i said and, and define life on their terms and stuff like that and i i i have to have these moments i mean i you no know, i have my wife and she's able to to uh, kind of explain certain things, but it's like, as a, as a dad, I, I kind of want to be the advocate for him, uh, And so Aww. that's why I'm definitely glad to have you on the show and to have your book. And that book, once again, Startup Nation is the most powerful you seven bravery boosting paths to career bliss. And that book is out today. Startup Nation. We have a link there in the show notes. Uh, if you listen to the replay on the podcast, I wanted to ask you really quickly uh, about uh, some of the chapters that you have in a book, one of them was, you know, the reluctance to ask for what you want. Kind of talk about, you know, that a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, and it's interesting that you choose that. But before before I talk about that, how old are your daughters, Dominic?
0: My, my daughters are eight and twelve. Oh, oh wow.
1: Yeah. wow, what amazing ages! And I'm I'm really glad that we can talk about this for them and Absolutely. for other you know women in your life and. I have to just hug you up and applaud you that, you know, there are so many men who work with women, who lead women, who manage women who do need to know this information, right? right? And this this is you. But if you talk about power gap number three, reluctance to ask for what you deserve. So I did a power gap survey. You know, there's qualitative information. There's a lot of information you, that comes from speaking to people. Right. But I wanted to understand what are the numbers here? And when I did this survey and almost a thousand women have taken it around the world, um, you know, I shared each gap and they said yes, maybe or no to experiencing them. Seventy seven percent said I have this gap. And what let me talk about it a little bit. Um, What women who have this gap often say is something like, I'm not sure I even deserve more. But if I do, I don't know how to ask for it. So, in the book, you know it's not just me talking. it's it I feature a woman who I know who's a client or a course member who's overcome the gap, and also experts on these topics. So the amazing thing is, you know, I read a research study once that, um, right out of MBA school, fifty seven percent of men negotiated their first salary, right. And seven percent of women negotiated. Their first salary, seven percent versus fifty-seven percent. Right. So what you've got is a, kind of a truly a cultural problem here, and and I want to share that there are reasons that women experience these gaps. We don't pop out of the womb having these challenges. Right. Um, one of the one of the reasons is, and this is not to bash men in any way, but this is to just speak very real. We live in a patriarchal culture. We do. Where in corporate America, for instance, and certainly in leadership levels, it's predominantly male. Right. And in a patriarchal culture, what we tend to do is have very rigid ideas of what the masculine and what the feminine is. The masculine, for instance, is strong, not vulnerable, dominant, uh, assertive. They get things done. The feminine, and of course I'm using quotes around these words, you know, the way we project our ideas about what feminism, or what being a feminine person is, right. is vulnerable, um, accommodating, pleasing, malleable, not forceful, not assertive. So what the research shows, and I talk about it in the book, is at about age 13, 12 or 13, Dominic, girls start going underground. Before that, they were on par with boys in terms of thinking of, them, of themselves as leaders, raising their hands to answer questions, being interested in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, Um even thinking they could be astronauts or do anything. But starting at age 12 or 13, girls start to go underground. They don't think of themselves as leaders as much. They don't raise their hands to offer their opinions as much. And they become more concerned with their body image and Mm. social media pressure is more daunting for them than boys. So what happens then is, in asking for what you deserve, I have a theory about this. Okay. Um, you know, th- there's research that shows that women have a higher level of emotional intelligence and they can read emotional cues better. Well, when we're about to ask for a raise, for instance, you know, often your boss doesn't really like that question. Your boss doesn't really want <laughs> to give you a raise often, you know, if there are budget, budget, budgetary constraints or, right. or even asking for a promotion. It's awkward. Well, my theory is if women have these intensely, you know, high sensitivity to emotional cues and we are also trained to be pleasing and accommodating, it's going to be harder for us to ask for what we deserve and talk about why we deserve it. So, you know, the book really outlines why we have these challenges and what we can specifically do. Here's one tip. Um. if you think you deserve something more, and this can even be asking for help from your spouse. I mean, you know, right. during the pandemic, we're seeing that, you know, women are still doing the majority of domestic responsibilities, even while they're working and even if they're primary breadwinners.
0: Right.
1: So to get over this gap, here's a tip. Build a case for it. Um, with data, with facts, it's it. You know, if you want a raise or a promotion, or you want your spouse to do more, you have to build a case for why this is necessary, and how it's going to help the whole ecosystem when this change is made. And so we get out of the realm of it being emotional, and it's really fact based and data based does that make
0: sense? No, that makes complete sense. And I appreciate you sharing that cuz I remember uh me and my, my my 12-year-old, we we had a conversation uh about this very thing where uh, I think we had some cinnamon rolls or something here at the house. And mm-hmm. uh you know, she wanted some extra icing on her cinnamon roll. And I can see that she wanted extra icing, but she, for the mm-hmm. life of me, she would not for, she would not ask uh for the wow. extra icing. I was like, I, "Look, there's something you want." Just ask for it. I mean, if the answer may wow. be yes, the answer may be no. But I don't ever want you to be afraid to ask. So I'm so glad that you shared that value with us.
1: Wow. You know what that says to me, too? Mm-hmm. You sound like a great dad. You, You know, one, I know that you're paying attention. You're seeing that she wanted more. A lot of you know, men and women, parents, right. fathers and mothers are so busy we're not really attending to the internal life of our kids. You know, I spent some time as a marriage and family therapist working mm-hmm. with parents and wow, um, it was really eye opening. But and I have two kids, twenty two and twenty five right now. Gotcha. Um, so I've lived through this. But um, you know what we can do as parents? When we see our child holding back And it occurs to you, gosh, they they don't want to ask. You could even say, you know, I'm sensing you want this, whether it's icing or you want to go out for that sports team or whatever it is. Right. You might even say so that they can start understanding their own internal fears and blocks. You know, you could say, tell me what you're really wanting. And you create a safe space. And then when they say it, You, you, you know, validate that they deserve to ask for that just as you did. But you might even say also, you know, I sensed you held back. Can you tell me why? I hear that. Can you tell me more about that? And so in that way, you're learning more about their internal state and they're learning more about their internal
0: state. Gotcha. Got you. Thank
1: you for sharing. That would be helpful. Yeah.
0: No, I I appreciate that. Cause I I think, you know, cause me and my 12 year old, we, we talk a lot Uh, and and Mm -hmm. we we talk about what's going on in the world. You know, we talk about the me too movement. We talk about those things and I ask her, you know, how can I, you know, as your dad advocate for you and what you want and how you want to, you know, go, you know, um, you know, in life. And so it was just one of those opportunities where I saw, you know, uh, how wonderful the, the the connection between our conversation and this moment with this these cinnamon rolls and, and so and oh, I i, just, I love I just, it and i just i just want you know i, I want her to define life on her terms because i think one of the biggest issues i i have and and i know and i get called on my you know uh my maleness uh as we like to call it around here from time to time which <laughs> and we have an open and safe space for for us to do that uh, because there are wow. times where i don't know and I, and I say, exactly. let, let me, let me know. Let me know. Uh, but no, there are times where I get yeah. called out, called out on it and I, and I want to be called out on it. Uh, but you know, oh, because I think I. it's very important for my daughters to see that, you know, uh, you know, that we're yeah. all equal and that like, you know, just because if I, uh, my, me being assertive and if you being assertive doesn't make you something else, which, you know, women get often called when they try to be assertive a lot. Right. Of so. Uh, and which,
1: you, Oh, I have so much to comment on. First yeah, of please. all, you're an amazing dad and thank I you try. for doing that. I try. <laughs> and you know what you say is so true. Let's look, look, everyone has biases. Right. Everyone. We, this is how the brain works. It's right. how it filters information. But what, you know, I learned in therapy training, greater awareness equals greater choice. Mm. You can't change something that you're not aware of. So so how wonderful that you're asking your family to, listen, point out things where you think I might have a bit of a blind spot. And hopefully you can do that for them, too, because we all we all have that. So that's just so wonderful i'm for, so glad to hear it
0: for sure thank you thank you for 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 saying, and i appreciate it. i i try it's every it it is it's everyday learning you know what i mean it's just learning and growing every day i appreciate you sharing that for sure <laughs> i wanted to ask you this because one of the things i, I found interesting in your book, is that at the end of each chapter you have like uh, not only do you have like creating a power shift, uh, you know, yes. if you will th- those parts, but, but I think the, the one of the things I found very interesting was the internal exploration that leads to external actions. Talk about why you put that uh, in your book and at the end of your chapters.
1: Oh wow! Nobody's asked that yet. I love it. Oh, thank you. So one thing I learned again, I learned it all in therapy training, is that insight doesn't change our lives mm. necessarily. It's action that changes our lives. Right. So a lot of people have said, good grief, I've read 2,000 self-help books. Why do I still have the same problem that I have? Mm. And I say a lot of things about that. But one thing is, um, one thing I'd love the listeners to, to know, you are basically what your childhood taught you to be, right. unless you unlearned that. Um, so there's so much that you learned in coping with and living with your family of origin that is probably still with you unless you've looked at it and said, does this still support me? So, so often, honestly, I can look at someone on LinkedIn in about five minutes, three minutes. Mm -hmm. I can see more about their career than they know I can see about, um, are they hiding? Are they, um, embarrassed to really talk about what they're great at? Do they know how to paint a picture of what, who they are above and beyond their just their job? But back to your question, the reason we can watch um, uh, watch self-help stuff or read self-help stuff and not change is because you have to then take action unlike any action you've ever taken Mm. to become braver and more powerful. And I did want to talk about that for a second. But why why I talk about internal exploration and external action is if you just randomly go out and start taking action, I don't know, you know, I never get promoted. I'm going to just start doing this. Right what you're probably not understanding is that you are potentially co-creating what's happening to you. I mean, I've lived all of this, Dominic. Right. I've had a lot of bad bosses and a few wonderful ones. But when I was in a period of no matter what job I had, I have a bad boss, a mean boss, a toxic boss, a, uh, somebody who steals my ideas. And I thought, what is happening here? It can't be random. Right. So Thankfully, I went. My friend said, I love you, but how can every, bo- every boss be bad? You know, maybe some therapy would help. And I was so hurt,
0: but I went and got
1: it. And what I saw is I do struggle with authority, and that's from my childhood. Mm. And if I struggle with it and I'm resistant to it, maybe the boss is going to be pushing harder on me than maybe if I were different with the boss. So, what you want to do is get to know yourself intimately around these power gaps in, uh, in general right. and then take brave action that is going to address that blind spot or that power gap. Gotcha. That's why I think we need both of those things.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Uh, were you about to say something else? I'm sorry.
1: I, wa- I did want to thank yeah, sure. you for e- – wow, you're, you're really in tune to clues, I mean, into emotional cues. That's amazing. It's oh. <laughs> amazing to me to hear that. Wow. But, yeah, I did want to say for people that are thinking, well, what is bravery and what is power? I yeah. did. Can I define that, Dominic? Absolutely, Would that be please. Helpful? In my view, bravery is the courage to look at what is not working in your life mm. and taking accountability to change what you can change. And power is being able to be that change agent, to have impact, to have influence, to be able to change your own life and do those things that are going to shift things, as well as uplifting others in the process. That's what I view power to be. And interestingly, women have said to me, I don't want power. Hmm. This is another thing to ask your daughter when they get a little older. And I say, why don't you want power? And they say, because power is abused. So what I say to that is, I love this quote from Shakespeare, nothing is but thinking makes it so. Power is not in and of itself abusive. It's who's wielding it right. and how they're wielding it. So don't shun power. We need it. We need to be impactful. We need to be influential, but you're going to use it in a way that uplifts people, not you, you know, as a weapon.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's something we, we talk about. We, we always talk about other different things, but like there's certain things that are just tools and they can be wielded certain ways. And a lot of times uh, with even power, uh, it, it, it has a negative stigma because we've seen time and time and time again mm-hmm. how people use that power. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, for sure.
1: And even if we look at social media, it's, you know, I, uh, as you said, I've got a big following on LinkedIn right. and LinkedIn's a relatively uh, calm and well professional and respectful platform. Right. But, you know, there have been a few times I've put I did a post on what is feminism and why do so many men and women hate it? Right. And I did a video on that. Oh, my gosh. Um, I got so much vitriolic hate, Dominic. Right. I had two guys say, two different men, say, shut up, you dumb. Oh. C-word. Okay. word Right. And, you know, hatred. Hatred. Right. Rage. So, you know, we live in a world where so much around us is, is shared on a tweet or anonymously on social media. And people forget that there's a person on the other end of this, you
0: know? Right. For sure. For sure. Well, let me ask a a follow up to that because I know, I mean, most people, I mean, many people are on social media and they, they put stuff out there and, uh, and, and it's not received a certain way. Uh, Even when it, you know, if it's like feminism or whatever the case may be, how do you coach your clients through that? Because that can be kind yeah. of devastating from time to time.
1: You know, I, I this was a, quite a while ago, and I remember I had not put stuff on YouTube like that before. And my, my grown daughter came in and said, Mom, what do you think's going to happen? It's YouTube. It's uncensored. It's right. unfiltered. Whereas on my Forbes log, blog or LinkedIn, you know who's saying it. Right. So, you know, on YouTube, there's zero accountability because they're fake profiles in many cases. Right. But... You know, let's talk about let's let's ratchet it back and talk about not hateful feedback, but when you get, you know, your butt kicked. Right. Which, if you're saying anything important, I'm sure Dominic, it's happened to you. Absolutely, someone's going to disagree, and Absolutely. and people are going to do it in a way that that can hurt. You know, I I say this if if you want to say anything important, you're going to make someone mad. Mm. Um, that's part of it. Now. Do you need to accept um that kind of terrible slap down or hatred? Absolutely not. And so you know i it doesn't happen much anymore. I don't know why, maybe because I have a big following, people don't want to appear whatever. <laughs> but if someone does make a comment that's hateful, um there are here's what I would recommend. And and we see this in political conversations. Absolutely. You know, a lot of us have friends and family who are on the, a different political, uh, have a different political view. Right. Um, choose your battles. So if if a, the person seems open to a dialogue, not just hating on you, then you know, as you said earlier, I want to learn. You know, Black Lives Matter really it, it matters to me, and I want to learn how. Maybe what I'm doing has a bias that I'm not seeing. Right. And I've had uh, I've had some people reach out to me and say, listen, Kathy, we appreciate this, but blip, blip, blip. Right. If I feel like I can learn from this person and there can be a dialogue of respect, I will go for it. But if you know that this person just wants to hate on you and is just, uh, just rageful against all women or all Democrats or all Republicans or all whatever, right. then uh, don't do it it's it's a waste of your precious precious life and time to engage in a dialogue where really the person just wants to hate
0: for sure what do for you sure. think no i i agree with that because i actually made a post uh recently uh that that kind of you know look you know of that same vein where i was like look look this is what it is look i i am i i extended the olive branch to people on social media cuz i like you said i have friends on social media who are all across the spectrum you know Black, yeah, white, right. Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, wherever the case may be. And I was like, look, I'm extending the olive branch. I'll have this. Co- I'll have a conversation about, you know, if you something that you disagree with me and stuff like that. This is what I believe. And I just laid it out. One, I believe this. Two, I believe this. Three, I believe this. Oh,
1: I want to read that.
0: It's, <laughs> oh, and so I just like, you know, just had, you know, let's say we can have a conversation. We don't have to do it here. We can do it over the phone. We can do it over zoom private. No, no cameras. Cause that's another thing. A lot of times people, you know, in this world of cancel culture and stuff like that, people want to like, kind of like, you know, show people up a little bit. I was like, no, I'm not trying to do this. I respect you as a human being. You know, we can have this conversation. And the fact that I'm reaching out to you is letting you know that I respect you as a human being. And at the end of the day, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we can't be friends anymore. I, I get it. I understand, but just know that I tried. Uh, and, and so yeah. that's how I try to, uh, myself personally, try to, you know, handle things like that, you know, and it, it, it. it went over okay. And, 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 but like you said, wow. you're going to have about, a, a, you know, the, I, I, this is what I believe. I believe most people, when there's, when there's, you know, a, a conversation, civil, you know, this and the other can be can be reasoned with. That's what I believe. Call it naive or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I believe that the other 10 percent, 5 percent, you you were never going to reach them. You just was never going to reach them regardless. And, and so and like you said, like, don't don't even bother trying to waste your precious time, because if they're going to hate, they're going to hate There's right. nothing you can do about it. So, but no, I definitely agree with everything you just said, Kathy. Thank you for sharing that. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexo series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects. A paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or, like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me, your time will thank you. This episode of The Startup Life is sponsored by SavetheChildren.org. Startup Nation, Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results for millions of children, including those hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children every day and in times of crisis transforming their lives and the future we share. Startup Nation, right now the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis in our lifetime. It threatens children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. Child poverty is rising. With your support, we can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. Here are some ways your support can make a difference. For just $5, you can buy a baby's first book, providing comfort and inspiring lifelong learning. And for $25, you can serve a nutritious breakfast and lunch to five out-of-school children in need. And there's many other ways you can help support Startup Nation. So go to savethechildren.org slash savekids or www.savethechildren.org forward slash savekids. So, if you're ready to make a difference, Startup Nation, remember SaveTheChildren.org. Make the change for children. The startup life is powered by Ladder. Startup Nation, as an entrepreneur, you are the engine that powers your business. We have had many entrepreneurs on the show, from those that played Division II basketball quite a few Ironman participants, and even an NFL quarterback. And the one thing they all have in common is that they know getting early morning workout wins leads to business success for the day. However, it's super important what fuel you use for your workout to get that early morning success. And that's where Ladder comes in. Ladder is a sports nutrition company founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party that is trusted by all major professional sports organizations, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more to verify the highest standards for quality, but more importantly, safety. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, That means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Personally, I like superfood greens. Not only does it include the most essential nutrients that are hard to get in your diet, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins and vitamin D, they also included the rodelio root, which helps keep you healthier when stress is high, but also it helps support immunity according to many studies. Use code better every day for 30% off everything site wide at ladder.sport. That's better every day for 30% off at ladder.sport. So maybe you're not trying to be a four time league MVP or a seven time Mr. Olympia, but you still need the tools to elevate your health that elevates your business. So go with ladder and prepare to get better every day. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. Once again, we're talking to Kathy Caprino, the author of The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery, Boosting Perhaps to Career Bliss. I want to ask one more question about the book before we kind of take a shift here, because there's a story in there that I thought was pretty good. And, you, and this is in the, the part of the book where you talk about allowing past trauma to kind of, you know, define wow. who you are and stuff like that. Right. And you tell and there's this story about. Uh, Cheryl, and she's telling the story of her grandmother Josephine, who was one of those uh, Rosie the Riveters uh, during World War II. Can you kind of share with us a little bit about that?
1: Oh yeah, and and Cheryl's story, Dominic, is so riveting. Right. And I I wonder, can I talk for a second about her do. story yes. too? Um. So this chapter I want everyone to know is is about how. In my view, everyone on this planet has had some type of pain or trauma, and therapists i'm a former therapist use the word trauma" in ways maybe you know non therapists wouldn't but what I mean by that is something that has happened that has gotten in and it doesn't let go, and mm. it continues to shape you and that can be you know as serious as um, you know, you're in war, and you're watching your fr- friend in front of you blow up in front of you. I mean, that right. creates PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. But we can have that. You know, it's trauma is on a spectrum. We can also have something like a friend betraying us, or mm. our spouse betraying us, or our boss saying we're stupid, or a colleague stealing an idea from us and getting credit. We can have all sorts of trauma. Right. So. What happens is if we don't address that trauma and heal from it, it continues to affect us. So if your boss says you're stupid and you might internalize, and a lot of it is, you know, were you taught to believe you're stupid, but you might internalize that in a way where you never feel confident and smart again. Right. So that's what this cha- uh, chapter is about. But briefly, Cheryl Hunter, her story, and then I'll talk about her grandmother. Sure. Um, Cheryl, and you've got to watch, you've got to go watch Cheryl's TED Talk, Wabi Sabi. Um, Cheryl Hunter is her name, but she briefly shares in the book that she grew up um, as a cowgirl in Colorado, and she's beautiful, and she dreamt of being a model. And You know, it was only farm, you know, ranches for miles and miles and miles around her. So she couldn't really connect with people the way she wanted to. And she liked fashion. So she decided she was going to save up her money and go with her friend to Paris where she wanted to become a model, where she thought she could be discovered. And I will make this brief, but it's absolutely heart-wrenching. They get off the plane. And a man comes up to her and says, you are so beautiful, you know, are you a model? Mm. And she said no, but internally she hadn't told her friend, but she came to Paris, hopefully, she's 18, she's a kid, to be discovered. And he said, I can make you a model. There's my friend over there, and you see the man with the camera. Mm. We can make you a model. And he says, come with us. I just can't even say it without crying. And Cheryl turns to her friend and says, I'm going to go. And her friend said, are you crazy? What are you talking about? And she went. And what happened is they brutalized her in every way you can imagine for three days. Mm. And then left her for dead in an abandoned park, I think it was. So what the story talks about, and really I hope everyone will read it, it's what she went through and how she felt so broken and, and dirty and, you know, ashamed. And she went through an experience um, and I want you to read it in the book um, where she, she was taught that it's, it's not, it's imperfections don't make us terrible. They make us beautiful. It's our imperfections, our flaws that make us special. Right. Oh, and she has turned that crisis into what she does today and has done for years, which is help people heal and also tell a different story about who they are. I mean, wow. So it is so inspirational. And that's what I'm talking about, about how we stop letting that trauma define us. And she talks about, don't try to bounce backward, bounce forward. And how brilliant, but she talks about her grandmother saying that it's, Steel that has been forged through the fire over and over and over, that's what makes it strong. That that we are able to through these terrible things that could destroy us, that's the fire. And when we come through it on the other side, that's what makes us amazing and strong. And it's not something we should hide and consider our dirty little secret. It's what should make us proud of who we are.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That was an amazing story. And that's the the type of antidote you get uh, in the book, Starter Nation. Once again, that book is available now. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on uh, the podcast. Were you about to say something, Kathy? I'm sorry.
1: No, I was just going to thank you for letting me talk about that.
0: Oh, no, of course, of course. So, you we've been talking about the book, so I want you to actually talk about uh, your podcast as well that you have uh, going. Can you share with us a little bit about that?
1: Oh, thank you. It's called Finding Brave, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I started it because, truthfully, the term Finding Brave emerged because – I, I had done my TEDx talk called Time to Brave Up. Right. And I, I it, it's funny. This is a funny story for entrepreneurs who don't um protect their their, you know, intellectual property. Someone came in and trademarked Brave Up. Mm. And I was, so, you know, and they had just been a coach for like a few months and I've right. been doing this for years and I was gutted. So I'm sure you've talked about how important it is to, you know, legally and otherwise protect your your um IP, Absolutely. but I was, a, a, a few months later, I was in Greece co-hosting a woman's retreat, and my dear friend, Avril McDonald, I was telling her, she's a writer, and I said, oh, someone took uh, Brave Up, and she, we were talking about names, and she said, what about finding brave? Mm. And uh, we were in the bathroom, and I, I thought, oh my gosh, that's the, that's it, because why that's so important to me is we don't just brave up once. Right. If we want to build an amazing life, an amazing career, an amazing business, you have to brave up basically every day, many times a day. That's true. You have to say things to people that you don't want to say. You have to build boundaries and say no. You have to protect yourself and protect your time. There's so many ways we have to find brave. So I said, let me start a podcast on this and let me talk to people who are rocking it like you do. At very understand. high levels. But but also, let me talk about the ways they have found brave. Sure. Because, you know, it it is in the stories of other people that help us really learn and dimensionalize what does it mean to, to be brave and find brave and be more powerful. So I think I'm on episode 133 now. So I've been doing this since January 2018, and I bet you feel the same way. It's wonderful to hear ourselves talk for a little while, but it gets boring, <laughs> right, right? I mean, right. I'm bored with what I have to say half the time. Let me talk to other people that are doing amazing things that are inspiring and, and are also brave and positively powerful. So that's what the podcast is.
0: I hear that. And we have a link to that sh- podcast. automation There in the in the show notes as well for you to check out uh as well. And also, you know, we, we talked earlier about some of the videos that you create. Uh and you can find that style nation also on Kathy Caprino dot com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. Uh so how back to the podcast really quickly. How has the podcast journey kind of talk about, you know, uh the like the first couple of episodes, the you know, uh leading up to launch day. Kinda of talk about that a little bit.
1: Oh wow I'd love to. So I think in the beginning, it was a long time ago, um, I would do I did some solo podcasts, which for right. me is a very different thing than interviewing people. For sure. Um and, and I do have to say I, I have a bit of a blessing advantage in that because I write on Forbes and have been doing that for nine years um, I honestly am pitched about 500 times a month, Dominic, mm. of, um, of PR firms and authors. He's right. doing amazing things. So because I'm hearing uh, from people who want to be featured in Forbes, I'm also able to um, say, wow, would you like to come on my podcast? So right. some of these people are so illustrious, you know, very best-selling authors and top, top thought leaders. So that's amazing. But, you know, in the beginning, I think uh, this is true of anybody putting out new thought leadership. In the beginning, you kind of wonder, are people going to like this? Is this helpful? Right. You know, so I, I, I don't suffer from tremendous doubt about that because I've, I've written for a long, long time. But I remember the first time I did my first Forbes post I was scared to death uh, when the when the editor wrote do you want your own blog I almost fell off my chair and the mm. answer inside of me was no I don't <laughs> have anything to say gotcha. I'm terrible no but of course thank goodness I got a hold of myself and said yes I right. do and and that was 9 years ago but in the beginning with the podcast, you know, you're, uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, but you're finding your voice, you're finding your cadence, literally and figuratively, you're finding what do you really love talking about, right? And right. and what's really going to grab people and what do my listeners really want to hear? So in the beginning, you're finding yourself. right? But then, you know, for me, being able to speak to great people like you, to me, honestly, it's like LinkedIn for me is the cocktail party in the sky. It's like going to a cocktail party and talking to anyone around the world. That's what the podcast feels like. I feel like I'm having coffee or drinks or dinner with you and you're over for dinner and we're talking about what matters most. So to me, it's, it's so joyful, but, but it it is work. We have to make sure that, right. We, we can't just blab, blab on and on. We have (laughs) to have a focus and know what we're covering. And so it's work, but, if you like doing it, it's utter joy. Would Absolutely. you agree? Well, I'd love to hear what you think.
0: I, w- I would definitely 100% agree. And It's, it's funny uh, that you're asking me this now because like uh, Startup Nation, you probably know that we're getting ready to come across the, uh, our 200th episode. Mark. Wow. And so wow. I'm starting to, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty amazing ride. So I'm Congratulations.
1: starting to, thank you. That's amazing. Thank
0: you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, so I'm starting to get back in, re- uh, reflecting and, and the journey and, uh, you know, being reinvigorated about why we do this. Uh, you know, like you said, it's a journey. It, it It's definitely yeah. some work. Uh, and a lot of times when I mentor people about podcasting, and I was like, look, this isn't something, you know, before they start, I'm like, look, this right. isn't something that you just turn the microphone on and just start talking. Like, that's not, oh, no. that's not what this is. <laughs> I, I assure no. you. I mean,
1: some people's it is, but <laughs> right, right, for sure, for sure, we won't go there. Right, right, yeah.
0: right. For sure. But, you know, like, but to, to be good and stand out and, and, and to get, you know, multiple pitches today, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm getting multiple uh pitches a day hmm. getting about like 14 15 pitches a day from like you know like people. Wow. yeah like PR people and stuff like that so it it's it's oh. it's been crazy uh you know you feel bad about turning some people down but sometimes you kind of have to be a little selective you know it, it's the nature of the business but um it it's been a blast you know and and but at the end of the day I tell people this isn't my show Uh, I do this show for the people that listen. True enough, I pay for the server, I find the guest, and this, that, and the other. But it's not my show; it's my audience's show, and and so my my job is to serve them. And so, I hopefully (laughs) I'm able to do that uh, week in and week out. So,
1: uh, well, I I know you are doing that. I sure do. Would you also agree with this, Dominic? Uh, You know, we don't do anything alone. uh, We 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 have support teams. We I mean, that's another gap, uh, um, you know, just isolating from influential support. Right. Uh, you need great people around you who know more than you do. And Absolutely. I have an amazing podcast team, Matt M- Mawinney, who's, uh, his company is podassist.com. He is so brilliant at editing and pulling out great quotes. Right. He's gifted at it. Right. And I know a few people who are starting and they don't have the funds to pay for outside help. But it can get very beleaguering when you're doing all of it, That's you know true. if you're editing and doing the show notes and getting all the links. so if you are thinking of doing it, you know a a a person who can help you who's gifted at those functions is really important i think
0: no that that that's that's very that's very true if you, you know like i said you know if you can't afford uh that type of thing a podcast team is like you know it it, it can it, it can uh it, it can be a lifesaver <laughs> let's just be yeah. put it that way from like you said that's pulling it. out quotes and editing and and stuff like that find sometimes you know finding guests for you and stuff like that if you have that uh apparatus in mind but yeah it, it can be uh you know uh like very life-saving so i appreciate you sharing that yeah. for sure for mm-hmm. sure i, I want to ask you uh this cat uh, uh i, I want to ask you this kathy because you know as you know we're kind of dealing with this pandemic and stuff like that how are you keeping your sanity these days what are you doing for fun to kind of you know not you no know, no lose it i guess yeah.
1: <laughs> what a question. You know, I just heard from someone in the media who wants to talk about work-life balance. And,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, so for me to answer this personally, um, one thing that I'm fortunate about is I work from home and I've worked from home for years and I've been on zoom before most people knew what zoom was. So, um, my, my work has, not changed in that way. and and frankly, you know, when this hit, I thought, well, there goes my business as a career coach, because mm-hmm. who's going to be caring about their careers? And truthfully, dominic, i i it's such a blessing, but I cannot keep up. i I have a wait list now because what happens when we hit a crisis and I saw this after nine eleven it right. often, makes people reevaluate everything right like they realize life is precarious and it is it, you know a lot of the things we took for granted we can't take for granted so it makes people rethink what they what isn't working so sure. in that way I'm busy and it's productive but but I want to tell you you know I'm a social person and um I can get down like just the other day I, I didn't I've never shared this publicly mm-hmm. but if I sit here and read too many headlines, mm. I I the other day I was just overcome with sadness right. for the world. Right. And sadness for who we've lost, sadness for the things that have taken been taken away from us, but yeah. also sadness at all the divisiveness and hate right. and and you know the political traumas we're having which makes pain even worse right. because we feel isolated and we feel angry, too, at the other faction. Right. So if I am not, I, I'm a, kind of an empath, so I feel things. Right. Um, if I am not extremely careful by what about what I put into my mind and my heart, I can go down a rabbit hole of feeling sad. So, um, uh, you know, I've done a lot of research on... Uh, and interviewed uh positive psychologist, Michelle Giel and Sean Aker, they're amazing about yeah, how we can reshape our own ha- happiness. It's not a set point. We can change it. We can change how much control we feel we have. So for me, I have to engage in, in processes that keep me grounded, that remind me of what I'm grateful for. And I was even talking to my sister today that the pandemic has been so horrible for so many people. And my own 96 year old mother had COVID Dominic Mm. and she lives in Virginia in an assisted living place. And she's recovered now. I'll cut to the chase. She tested negative, but I went through a period of thinking, am I going to lose my mother and not be able to say goodbye and have her pass to the other side alone? I can't bear it. But you know, aside from, the absolute tragedies that are happening, there are blessings in crisis. Right. Um, there, You know, I live with my son who graduated from college a year ago. He wouldn't be living with me he, if this weren't happening. He would have been on his own. And there is a blessing in it. I think we forged a kind of relationship that would never have so close, and we talk about so much and share so much, it probably wouldn't have happened that way without it. So to answer your question, I, I strive very hard... Not to go down the rabbit hole of, of doom and gloom, and try to hang on to what is positive.
0: Absolutely, yeah, you know, I I, I definitely agree with that. You know, I I think there every once in a while, you know, because I think at the beginning for me, and I I won't be long about this. uh, At at the beginning, oh no, for sure, I appreciate that. At the beginning, I you know was like you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna double down on work. I'm just going to block it yeah. all out. And, and honestly, even that is not a good idea. Startup nation it's really Terrible, not, right? it's not a great mm-hmm. idea. Cause like, true enough, you're, 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 blocking out the negative, but you're also blocking out the positive. So like, yeah. while I was doubling down on work, I'm not going outside with my eight year old to go, you know, play blow bubbles in the front yard. Wow. Right. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, you know, and, and so it, it got to a point where my eight year old, uh, I was like, Hey daddy, uh, can I, um, can I, can I do a recording session? It's like, why do you want to do a recording session? So I can hang out with you. And it's was like, you know oh what? My you know oh. what? Yeah. Okay. And so I did that recording session. I didn't think about recording the rest of the day. We went outside and we blew bubbles. And so oh. I, 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 I think, you know, you know, you got to find that healthy balance. You know what I mean? You know? And so I, I think uh, my family and, and trying to, you know, make sure to kind of reaffirm us as a family and spending time like that has been super important and to, you know, important to kind of, I guess, relearn, uh, if you will, because, you know, you were talking about your mother, so glad that she recovered. Uh, you know, I I was listening to, um, another podcast where it was young man was talking about, he had COVID and he recovered, but, uh, One of uh, the people that was like in the next bed to him in the ICU or something like that, he had COVID, mm-hmm. and he I, I guess it got to a point where he knew he was going to recover, and um, and I'm trying to get emotional about this, but he oh, knew he no. was he knew he wasn't going to recover, and so he was trying to FaceTime with his family because you know you know you can't come mm-hmm. see your family right. and this and the other, and the call would not go through.
1: Come on,
0: and, and, and oh, I was no. just like, that's rough horrible. That's rough. And, and so started and this
1: make, person is going to remember that for the rest of his life. Right. You know, sometimes we have survivor guilt. Like, why did true. I live in this? Right.
0: That's true. Oh, wow. That's true. And, and so I, I say all of that started making that like, hang out with your family. Remember what's important during these times, because, right. you know, I, I know we talk about, you know, building a business and the path of entrepreneurship. But as as great as all of this is, there are things that are way more important than than than, than yeah. building a company, you know. And, and for me, yeah. that's my family. That is, that is definitely my family. Yeah. Yeah. I Didn't mean for us to get that deep for us on the start. No, oh, I love it. But, but can
1: you know, I add, can I add one thing to yeah, that? Yeah, please Dominic do. There? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in talking about work life balance. um... I do think also that for some reason in American culture, we're just encouraged to work, 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 we work. Are. And I call it perfectionistic over-functioning. I talk about that in the book. Right. Doing more than is healthy, appropriate, and necessary and trying to get an A-plus in all of it, which mm. is not necessary, right? Right. And a lot of people have driven driven behavior around fear that they're not enough if they don't do this. But I would also say, you know, for me, family is the most important thing. And, you know, resting and restoring yourself and having joy and having fun, especially in times like this, it's so essential. So, like an example for me is I'm back to playing tennis. I was a really good tennis player when I was in my youth, and I'm back to it now. And having a clinic to, you know, Mondays at 6, it's in my calendar. Mm. And if I say I'm going to play doubles with four people and they are expecting me at the core, it's in my calendar. It's a commitment to myself. Right. So I want to leave people with this, you know, make a commitment to have joy. Let's, let's get over how Americans are trained that, you know, it's shameful or humiliating or some embarrassing. If you really want to just unplug mm. and read a book or sit in nature or go for a swim or blow bubbles, we've got to get over this training that we've had, that it's got to be all work. It's, it's, it's killing a lot of us. That's true. You
0: know? That's very true. And like I said, that's something over, uh, the past, uh, uh, what's this, what, three months now, four months now that no, I've four been, months. yeah, that I've been kind of like, you know, uh, retraining, relearning myself that like, you, you know, you know, and you said two things that stood out. One, make a commitment to, you know, uh, you know, uh, unplug and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But also, you don't have to have an A plus in everything. <laughs> right? Right. That's, right. That's important.
1: I mean, come on now. Half <laughs> right. of it we can get a C in, and that's perfectly fine. Right. So, right. definitely prioritize what matters most to you. Like For sure. your children. You don't want to get out of this and realize I didn't spend any special time with them. You know, you right. don't want that. And. You realized that and you took action.
0: Absolutely. Because it it, it was definitely trending that way. It's like, nah, we're not doing this. We are not doing this for sure. I want to ask a quick follow-up question, kind of lighten the mood just a little bit. Because you talked about, you know, like in tennis, a pretty good tennis player. Who's a tennis player, you know, men's or women's, that you just absolutely in awe of these days?
1: uh it might be Serena.
0: Gotcha. Actually,
1: I've I've interviewed her and okay everything she, everything she's been through. Right, um, you know from the difficulties in in childbirth, right. and uh, she really is a role model. For
0: absolutely, me. I I'm a big Serena fan, <laughs> huge Serena yeah. fan, absolutely. Oh,
1: she's something else. You know what I love? Now that uh, my son's living with me, I'm watching a lot more sports Or before the pandemic. We all can't wait to see some sports coming down our way. Right. But I love it when athletes and any other person with a platform are role models in other ways. Right. That they're brave enough to take what they've done in terms of their amazing prowess Mm. in athleticism or whatever it is. And the way they live and the way they speak is, is, um, is something to role model. I, that's who I really love.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, definitely, you know, you, you, you have this platform. Uh, and you, and it, when you can affect change, you definitely, uh, yeah. you know, you, you can do something about that. You can do something about that. And I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Well, uh, look, you know, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up uh, with you, Kathy. I know, I've, you know, we, we really uh, had an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. For I you, so
1: enjoyed you. it, Dominic. <laughs> Thank you for your, your insightful questions.
0: I, I I try. I try. I definitely try. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you because there's somebody uh, in Startup Nation, you know, given everything that's going on, they're feeling a little discouraged, feeling a little down. Kind of give them some words of encouragement to take us out for today, if you don't mind, Kathy.
1: Oh, I'd love to. The very first thing is I want you to realize how amazing and talented you are. What I see is everyone is like a thumbprint, totally unique, and it, Please remember that no matter what you're going through, you are so valuable and so special. And here's the deal. The world needs your talents. So I hope you will find brave and, you know, access the bravery and power to bring yourself forward in the world. We need you and we need your talents. I hope
0: that's helpful. Absolutely. Now, that's very helpful. And thank you so much, Kathy uh, Caprino, for coming on the show. And that's going to wrap up this session of the startup life and startup nation remember as always if you have an idea be about that life the startup life if you want to let us know what you think about our show have an idea for a show topic or like to advertise on our show send us a message on the startup life podcast facebook page and while you are there like and follow our page as well it's a great way for us to engage with you, startup nation and really grow our community the link is there in the show notes subscribe to the show as you can be heard on apple Podcasts, google play